Chairman Caleb Collier said. I'm proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Today on Church and State, we'll be joined by Derek Evans, The Solution for West Virginia. Hello, Christian patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier. With me, as always, Pastor Gabe Blomgren. Once again, your favorite far-right shock jocks and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. Yes, sir. It's the only church, uh, it's the only podcast that's going to talk about the subjects and get you in hot water, faith and politics. And of course, we have the mediator in the middle, Jesus Christ himself. Or I would say the king in the middle. How about that? Huh? I agree. I yeah. like that. That's yeah. much better. All right. Uh, go to churchandstate.media and download these shows. You're going to want to share this one for sure. Uh, we need more individuals that are Christians, that are warriors, that are patriots, that are running for political office. And uh, this is that type of individual. So share this with your friends and family and neighbors. Uh, take advantage of all of our fine affiliates. We got some great ones. Uh, look, if you don't have gold or silver on hand, then you are woefully ill-prepared for what's coming at us. And the best way to get that is our friends over at Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Use that promo code Church and State. You're going to get a discount. We're going to get a little bit of that back. But once again, Precious or Beverly Hills Precious Metals Church and State promo code. Also, uh, just donate to us specifically. You know, like, hey, it takes a lot of money for us to be on the air every single day for your enjoyment and information. Uh, and so hit that donate button. And lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at proton.me. We love getting your emails. All right. It is my pleasure to bring on Derek Evans. Now, he's a lifelong West Virginian. And uh, he was actually, this is his second run into, into politics. He already won once before. But, of course, the deep state hates uh, uh, Christian patriots. And uh, they labeled him as, you're right, ladies and gentlemen, we got an insurrectionist. Oh, my gosh, they're Christian terrifying. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified right now. I might hide under this desk. I'm not sure because uh, insurrectionists are scary and, and the worst thing since, you know, ever in, in American history, worse than Pearl Harbor, worse than 9-11, yeah. of course, yeah. Um, so, yeah, with that intro, Derek, thanks for joining us on Church and State. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Pleasure's mine. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, walk us through. You were, you were telling us a little bit off air, um, but uh, your his, your story is, is is really compelling. You know, you you listened to God. He was speaking into your life. Uh, you came back to him, and then you just started. You just started engaging. It was one guy who felt the call from the Lord, and from there, um, now you're a household name. Yeah, man, it's so crazy how, how God works, you know, and, you know, I was, I was involved in the pro-life movement here in West Virginia. I felt like God was leading me to do that. And that's really what got me involved in, in politics in 2020 is I was, you know, trying to push and get a, a pro-life uh, heartbeat bill here and couldn't get any, any movement or any traction with that. And finally, I got frustrated and people kept saying, you should just run for office. So I ran in 2020 and I ended up being the first Republican to win my district in 98 years. And uh, the fast and I won on the landslide, but the fascinating part about this was uh, my, my campaign slogan. It was on my billboards. It was on my literature. Everything was fighting for Christian values. And I remember the first time I went viral across the state of West Virginia, some of the media tried to push back on that and said, what about separation of church and state? You can't put that on your stuff. And I said, look, that's who I am. That's what I stand for. It's what I believe in. If you don't like it, go vote for the other person. That's who I am. And so it went all, all over the state. And once again, when you stand for truth and, uh, and keep your faith in God, then uh, anything's possible. 
Courage is contagious. I, I applaud that. You have to sometimes flex back to the enemy because they, there's an agenda. Yes. There's an agenda. They want to. Uh, every time I think of anybody who was subjugated to either uh, uh, lawful det- being detained during J6, I just think of, you know, remember that game at Chuck E. Cheese called Whack a Mole? Mm-hmm. They just they, yeah. that's basically what they try to do. They can't get all of us at the same time, but they're going to make a show out of one individual, one at a time. But if if you all stand up, they can't get us. No, and that's no, absolutely right. He, and and, and I, I love what you were saying there as well because they they weaponized church and state. And we were just actually on a show talking about this. You know, this this is nowhere in our constitution. It's it's nowhere in our founding documents. But yet they've they've pulled the veil over the eyes of the American public and and where they just say it. They just, they don't even and know what, what it means. But what about separation of church and state? Well, what does that mean, right? But you were just like, hey. This is who I am. If you don't like it, vote for the other guy. And it just shuts them down. And here you go. The people spoke and you won in a landslide. Well, I just did the same thing with CNN. So I was just speaking at an event in Florida. I spoke at two events in Florida for January 6th. And CNN, for whatever reason, wanted to come and follow me around. Of course, they're going to put out a hit piece of some sort. So I recorded the entire interview. That was one of my demands for them to be able to come. And they they brought that up. They brought up the Christian stuff and said, well, what about separation of church and state? And I said, there's no such thing. And he said, what do you mean? Can you prove it? I said, well, you can't prove a negative. Show me where it says there's a separation of church and state in the Constitution. And I said, and I told him once again, look, that's who I am. That's what I stand for. And if you, you guys don't like it, then then go vote for my opponent. I don't really care. I'd rather, I'd, if you cause who you are, then you've already lost, regardless of what happens at the ballot box. It doesn't matter. You've already lost if you compromise your values. Yeah, so true. Yeah, it, it's it's so well said there. Um, you got to turn it back over on the media uh, or or anyone for that matter because they're not used to that. They're used to this perception that Christians we're the nice guys and you can just you know throw question after question after question at us and we'll be like uh, we'll take the time to answer every single one. That's a tactic. It's a tactic by Saul Alinsky. And so when you turn it back over on them, most of them are like, uh oh, we we got one that can see to to quote they live right. You can see and you know exactly what they're doing. So throw it on them. Say hey. Uh, I'll, I'll, I actually do this all the time. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can find separation of church and state in this little document right here. It's, yep. it's not that long, so you should be able to, you know, go through it pretty easily. But find it in there, and a hundred dollars is yours. I might have to up it to a thousand thanks to Biden's economy. <laughs> hey, before we jump into January sixth, because that's that's obviously where you're getting name recognition. God touched your heart, and I think it's what God does in the and when we're obedient in the little things, He makes us ruler over more. And you were telling us that about two in the morning, God woke you up. You'd been putting on your heart. You'd been having to try. You'd been having a hard time having kids and you were trying yourself to have kids, but the, 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 you're, you just, the Lord hits you, especially when New York had put out legislation saying that you could abort babies all the way up until birth. And then you at two in the morning, lead, lead us off. You got a, a poster board, you headed off two hours. And what, what happened next? Yeah, so, I mean, as I was telling you guys, you know, I, was, I was raised as a Christian, raised in the faith my whole life, and then, you know, getting into college, I kind of drifted off doing my own thing and backslid, if you will, and we just, we had two kids, really easy, my wife and I, we married him a college sweetheart, truly blessed, and then uh, we had the second miscarriage right on the hills of that New York bill, and that law where you could murder babies up till birth, and yeah, I mean, God was just, man, he was just wearing me out with, I was getting to the point I was afraid not to go, so I got up in the middle of the night, like two in the morning, because I couldn't sleep, and I Googled, I said, where's the, the closest abortion clinic, you know, and as I told you guys, the human nature, I think it's so important to be transparent. It was over an hour away, and I was like, man, really? Like, there's not one closer to me? Like, how shameful is that? And I was disappointed there wasn't a closer abortion clinic. So I got up the next day, I drove over an hour, went up there, you know, long story short, stood on the, the sidewalk holding the sun, and then, um, you know, they, they, they did their shenanigans, almost got in trouble. So I started live streaming 
while I was up there for, for legal protection of the, the police officers actually told me to do that. And then God just started sending people my way, man. I mean, there was sometimes there would be 50 people standing there, just people, other people dropping an hour. It was just fascinating. I was working. And it was on that sidewalk that I actually rededicated my life to God right outside the abortion clinic at the sidewalk. And it's uh, the best thing I've ever done. I, I love that. You know, we talk about uh, an, a compelling testimony is that you gave you rededicated your life to Jesus Christ right in front of an abortion facility. I guarantee you the demons that are associated with that building were screaming out as you rededicated your life to Jesus Christ. No doubt, man. And, you know, my, my grandmother, who's been a major influence in my life, strong Christian woman, she, uh, after the first one went up there, she said, hey, I, I just want you to know, like, I appreciate what you're doing, but, like, you need to get prayed up and, and start start getting, you know, familiar with all this stuff again and, and re, you know, rethink about these things. You're, you're messing with some evil stuff right now. It's a spiritual warfare, and, and you're going up there empty-handed. You don't have anything to defend yourself. You need to get the armor of God, if you will. And so uh, that that was a really big part of that as well. And absolutely, just like I said, the best thing I've ever done. And um, I have no regrets, other than I wish I'd done it sooner. So lead us into how the heck... Years later, you find yourself, you're wanting to run for office. Tell us about that. How did, how did God draw your heart into the political arena? Because a lot of people are scared to do that, put their foot into this, this, this open space. You know that first step out of the boat that Peter took? That actually wasn't the scariest step. It's the second step where both of your feet are on the water. How did you get there? I love that uh, analogy, by the way, because that's so true. You know, the first step's easy, and you got one that's still on the boat. The second one, that's the hardest. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, we were, you know, myself and some other a small group, we were, were trying to get a, a pro-life heartbeat bill passed in West Virginia, and the, the, the politicians wouldn't even touch the bill, wouldn't move it. And so out of frustration, I decided to run uh, in 2020. And honestly, I, had, I didn't think I even had a chance of winning. I was just running to kind of prove a point, have a platform to share what I thought was important. And my hopes was I was hoping I'd get enough votes to whoever won would say, okay, there's a good portion of our constituents who really, because I ran on Christian values. Like it was the heartbeat bill, like pro-life, and like the transgender issue. I mean, I, I mean, literally moral Christian values is what I, my whole campaign was about. And so, uh, but I ended up becoming the first Republican to win my district in over 98 years. I won a landslide victory. And then, um, that was short-lived because I went to the Capitol on January 6th to, to peacefully exercise my natural God-given rights of free speech. I love that you said God-given rights. Um, it, it is one of my pet peeves, actually, when people talk about their constitutional rights. The Constitution doesn't give us rights. It secures our rights. These are God-given. Now, yep. you have been labeled as an insurrectionist, and uh, that's the most terrifying word in American history now. Um, but, you know, it, it really truly was an entrapment. And now the stories are coming out. They had, you know, agitators that were in, uh, in, in, uh, in the crowd, uh, whether they be federal government, uh, you know, infiltrators, or we actually had some Antifa ones as well. They were engaging in some practices that made sure that there was some footage that they could give to the entire Americans to show, hey, this is a violent group and these are domestic terrorists. It really was about uh, free assembly and free speech. We were out there because we saw with our own eyes that there was election fraud. Like we saw it with our own eyes. There's no doubt in anyone's mind, anyone with eyes to see that, no, things don't go bump in the night like that. Okay. And you don't need poster boards to put over uh, counting mechanisms, you know, yeah. all of that during COVID. Yes, exactly. And so walk us through a little bit of your experience uh, at uh, January 6th. 
Yeah, well, first I want to reconfirm what you said. I mean, we have natural God-given rights in this country, and the Constitution was really written for one reason and one reason only. It was to prevent the government from infringing on our natural God-given rights. And so there's so many people out there. There's a huge disconnect. There's a major portion of this population who believes that our rights come from the government and uh, our rights come from God. Uh, but, you know, look, everything I'm getting ready to tell you, you can watch it for yourself. It's on video pinned to the top of all my social media feeds. I walked through an open set of doors. I, first of all, I never saw any violence or destruction that entire day. I was on the east side of the building, didn't see any violence or destruction. I walked through an open set of doors. I thanked a police officer for his service. The same police officer gives me a friendly fist bump, inviting me into the building. I spent less than 10 minutes in the public rotunda area where I'm heard on video. I chanted freedom, and then I reminded people, no destruction of property, no vandalism, you know, that sort of thing, and walked back out 10 minutes later. Long story short, uh, January 8th, two days later, I was the only elected official they could get their hands on at the time, and the highest-ranking government official to be arrested and thrown in you know, solitary confinement. The deep state came to my house, ripped me away from my wife and my four young children, and I was facing 24 years in prison. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and tell us, like, obviously— it's really, it's really easy to read Bible stories where you're like, and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got out of the fire. You know, we, we know it's coming. It's for us. It's, but what was it like? Cause come on, these are federal, describe the situation. This is a federal offense. It was, um, emotionally devastating, man. There's no really way to describe when you have the weight of the most powerful corrupt government in the history of the world, the full weight of them coming down on you. And you're, you know, I'm just an average guy from Southern West Virginia. You know, I'm not, I'm not rich. I'm not nothing special. I'm just, just a normal person. And uh, it was absolutely terrifying. You know, I'm facing 24 years in prison. I've got uh, four kids at this time. My oldest is five years old. And I'm thinking I'm going to miss out on their entire lives over, over this. And so it was hard. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, throughout that whole process, though, I was so focused on fighting for my freedom and trying to be strong for my family, and uh, my wife's a rock star, but, you know, I'm trying to hold all this together and try to keep my children protected emotionally and physically as much as possible um, throughout that process, that it really wasn't until I got into solitary confinement that I had a chance to really decompress and just kind of you know, absorb everything that I just went through. Because I had an 18-month legal battle that bankrupted our, pretty much bankrupted our family, and so it was really... You know, then you get sentenced, and then you're spending a couple, you know, however long you're, you're I'm trying to get everything taken care of around the house, so my wife doesn't have to worry about this. I'm, you know, trying to get her into where she can, you know, manage her rental property, and just all these things, and so you don't really have time to think about it until those doors close, and you're in solitary confinement, and you're sitting there, and that's when you start really kind of decompressing over the last almost two years. How long did you spend in solitary confinement, and how long was your sentence in total before you were released? Yeah, so I'm, man, listen, I travel over the country, share my January 6th stories. I think it's important to, to get the truth out there. But I, I always tell everyone, I'm so fortunate compared to so many others uh, in, this, in, this, in this whole, you know, same, same situation. I did three months in federal prison, and I did eight days of solitary confinement. And, you know, the eight days of solitary confinement was, I don't know how some of these guys have done two-plus years in solitary. I really don't. It was, it was so hard, mentally challenging. But I'll tell you. In a really weird way, I'm I'm thankful for that experience. Um, I, I, I'm, it's the closest I've ever been to God, honestly. It was five days before I even got a book. I finally got a Bible on the fifth day. The first five days, I'm just sitting in there. And, uh, you know, look, I've spent days out in the woods by myself, you know, hunting and fishing and camping or whatever. That's fun. This was uh, no concept of time, just, just totally different. And, you know, it came full circle, um, I don't know, a couple months ago. I was at Mar-a-Lago for the uh, premiere of the uh, Dinesh D'Souza Police State movie, and I was there. And I was sitting by the pool, and it was one of those moments, once again, where God just speaking to you so so clearly. And 
it was like, you know, I was just sitting there, I was like, this time last year, I was sitting in solitary confinement. I never in my wildest dreams would imagine I'd met President Trump and I'd be at Mar-a-Lago or any of those things. And God would just clearly, I mean, plain as day, was just like, look, even when you're at your lowest point and you don't know what's going on, I've got a plan for you. Just keep your trust and faith in me. I've, I've got you type of thing. It was just, it was so amazing. And I share that. I end pretty much every speech I go, you know, that I give now. I tell people, this is bigger than January 6th. No matter what you're going through in your life right now, no matter how difficult it is, because life is difficult. Just, just know that God has a plan for you. Keep your faith and your trust in him. He's, he's got you. I, I love that. I, I can't imagine going from, you know, solitary confinement to the opulence of Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> like, talk about a stark contrast there. Uh, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about your treatment. Now, you've already talked about, uh, you know, how, how corrupt, how weaponized the judicial system truly is against, uh, you know, red-blooded Americans that love this country. Uh, but also the treatment from the guards. Like, can you walk us through both of those processes? Like, the, the prosecutor, how you were treated, how you're, how you're you know, spoken of as a, as a domestic terrorist, and then how the guards treated you as well in, 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 uh, in prison. Well, you know, the, uh, the prosecuting attorney and all those people, they were out for blood. They, they, they had their hands on an elected Republican, and they were, you know, they wanted their pound of flesh, uh, if you will. In terms of the guards, uh, so one of the things for the high-profile January 6th prisoners, uh, we were not allowed to go to prison near our home. So they sent me over six hours away one way. I went to, to Michigan, uh, right outside of uh, Detroit. So it's like where they send a lot of gang members from Detroit, uh, Chicago, St. Louis. A lot of them go to this prison. And uh, But the guards, it was hit or miss. There were a couple of guards who uh, were definitely definitely big time liberals and, and tried to, their best to put a target on my back, just some of the things that they did. Uh, but some of the guards were, were awesome, man. They would, uh, you know, kind of pull me to the side and say, hey, just want you to know that I'm, I'm sorry, I'm ex-military. I'm sorry for what's happened to you. I know that this is wrong. Just keep your head down and get back home to your family and, and, just, and just know that, um, you know, we understand that you don't deserve to be here. So it, was, it went both ways. Now, how about that? Oh, go ahead. Hey, so there's a very iconic Star Wars scene where this guy, he yells at the top of his lungs it's a trap okay did you feel this coming down the holy spirit at all because i i actually think that you were led into it for a purpose but there are some people who you know I, i'm not going to give any names or anything like that but there are some people who could have gone and, and made a stand and they instantly lily livered and just slid out of there because there's just no way they're going past a barricade I, there's some people who will never I call them rule followers. They're just rule followers to the ninth degree. But obviously the door was open. Cops were fist bumping you. This to me, like, what was the Holy Spirit saying? What were you feeling? Or, you know, be, be transparent. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like there was anything, honestly. I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong. I thought the worst case scenario... Uh, was that I would maybe get like a, a fifty to hundred dollar ticket the same way that the people who pound on the doors during a Kavanaugh hearing? Like that, that entered my my mind during that moment. Like you might have to pay a hundred dollar ticket or something, but I was more than willing to to, to pay that tax, if you will, to exercise my free speech. I would have complained about it, but not you know I've done it. I never, my wildest dreams, imagined uh, that you know fifteen federal agents with guns coming and pounding on my door and uh, and, and, and and ripping me away from my family and facing twenty four years in prison like that. That, that never, never crossed, crossed my mind, mind. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, uh, instantly, instantly, so I had a pretty good following on social media just because I went you know, viral throughout the state a couple times throughout my run and everything, and so I live-streamed the entire event. It was the dumbest and smartest thing I did at the same time, so people saw it for themselves, it was kind of dumb because they found me pretty quick. 
And uh, the, the moment I hit end on the, the live stream, it had over a million views, almost a million and a half views. And what happened was a lot of these liberal people like screen recorded it. And so the night of January 7th, I mean, I'm on Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, every mainstream media on the 7th when I, uh, on the, sorry, the night of the 6th, that night I was already all over these places. And on the 7th, I come home and... There's media outlets from all over the world. BBC flew a crew in from Britain to knock on my door here in West Virginia. And so that was when I was like getting nervous. I was getting scared in terms of like, I still didn't, I never dreamed 24 years. But I thought they, I, they might have some questions at this point, but I never realized what I was really getting into. Wow. So that to me gives you a degree of absolute to me, you know, when the Holy Spirit is clearly warning us, he'll say, stay out. And he'll just give you the heads up. But I think you were led into a God-given moment because your conscience is not seared. You didn't do anything wrong. And I still, to this day, don't think you did anything wrong. You exercised your right. And there was no vandalism. I even like how the fact he said during his video, remember, do not vandalize or however you put it. What were your words? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no destruction. I said, said no destruction of anything, anything no vandalism. I mean, that, that, don't, don't touch anything. Like, and it's all on video. And, you know, I argued. I said, oh, I did more to control the crowd than the police officers did that day, you know? Uh, nobody was doing those things. But I'll tell you, man, I really believe that God is starting to uh, organize and call his people up all across this country. I travel around the country sharing this, my story and just talking to people. And, and everywhere I go, uh, every small town in this in this country right now, there are American patriots, Christians who are who are, in my opinion, I think God is starting to call His people to to stand up and start speaking out and standing on truth. Talk on that for a minute, just one second. I know you got something for him. I, we are hearing all over the country right now. Courage is contagious. Arthur Pulowski, who stood up against the Canadians. Can you encourage us on how how do we do that? Because that's kind of a vague statement, and I just want to kind of, I just want to just say, how do we do that, and how do we how do we stand up right now? Because I'm hearing not from just you, I'm hearing from a lot of leaders right now. Arthur Pulowski stood up against Trudeau, and he's saying it's a tipping point, and we need to stand up right now. How do we well, do that? I tell everyone, you know, so there's a couple of things here. Once again, it goes back to uh, we have natural God-given rights, and I think our I think our founding fathers were genius. They Put the First Amendment first for a reason. It's the most powerful, peaceful way we can redress our grievances. And what they tried to do to myself and all the other January 6th political prisoners is they tried to use us as an example to put fear into the American people. They said, if you don't want to accept the tyranny, I mean, you better sit down and shut up and accept it. what's going to happen to you. Now, I can't get the time I lost with my family. I can't get that back. I can't get the money. I can't do anything about the emotional, the PTSD, any of those things that my family still goes through and the death, death threats. I can't do anything about that. But what I can do is I can wake up every single day and I can refuse to allow this government to use me personally as that example to put fear into people. So I tell everyone uh, it's important to stand up and speak out. I'm just an average guy from southern West Virginia. I took one on the chin from the most powerful corrupt government in the history of the world. I had my name slung through the mud by the most powerful corrupt media in the history of the world. But I got up, I dusted my britches off, I said, I'm still standing and I'm still fighting to save this country. And if I can do that, then anyone can do that. So I think that it starts with having the courage to stand up and, and, and exercise our natural God-given rights of free speech. Uh, that's so good. I, I wondered if you could do a, a compare and contrast of, uh, you know, the, the American left and the American right. Uh, because right now, as, as you've pointed out, the government is so corrupt 
they've been completely infiltrated by this Marxist ideology. And when we see the left go out and, and quite literally riot, burn down buildings, right. you know, uh, get in fights with the police, what we're told is it's the summer of love. Right, uh, you know, summer of love. Right, it's it's literally Orwellian. You know, where they're they're relabeling something that we're like, eh, I can I can see that. That's not loving. You know, punching a police officer or and burning down the building. Palestinian events right now. Right now, yeah, shutting down the White House. Exactly. Uh, versus what what we experience on the conservative side of things, where when we gather together, it is peaceful. You know, you don't see individuals that are getting in fights. You 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 got people in there that are like, hey, uh, officer, thank you for your service. Appreciate you guys. Um, but but we're now being told that that's the enemy versus these individuals who are looting, rioting, murdering. That is the, those are the good guys. So can you compare and contrast that for us? Yeah, well, I mean, there's definitely a two-tier justice system in this country right now. You've got to remember not only the summer of love, you just want to talk about like a truly an insurrection. These people created their own country of Chaz. I mean, they literally like said, this is our country now, and we are our rules here. I mean, that, if that's not trying to overthrow the government, I don't know what is. They burned down federal buildings. Uh, we had, you know, you mentioned the Palestinian stuff that's happening right now outside of the White House, for goodness sakes. But uh, furthermore, there were uh, two arsonists uh, convicted in a BLM protesters in Atlanta who burnt down a Wendy's building to the ground. And they were found guilty of this. And they got hit with five years probation, like a, a, I don't know, $500 fine and like a couple hundred hours of community service. Whereas then you have people, 70 year old grannies who are standing on the grass outside the Capitol or facing decades in prison. So there's 100% a two tier justice system in this country right now. That's why we've got to stand up and speak out, man. We, got, we cannot, if, if we allow fear to, to force us to willingly give away our First Amendment, then we've already lost this battle. Like there's, there's no saving it because we are in a battle for the future of this country. And I understand people are afraid of being put on a list. I, I've got news for you. You're already on a list. Yes. The FBI right. requested a list of every single person who followed President Trump on Twitter, and the old Twitter gave that to them. We're talking 80-something million people. We know that they've been sitting in church parking lots, rotting down license plates. We know that parents who spoke at school school board meetings. You're already on a list. And if not, I don't know if I want to be your friend at this point because, I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, you've never taken a stand for anything. So embrace it. And, and just understand that like my fear is not what the government can do to me. I was scared the first time. I already know that. Now, my fear is that our generation does not have the courage to take on this battle peacefully and stand up and speak out against the tyranny. We're going to become old men. We're going to watch our children and grandchildren being forced, with no other option, being forced to stand up and speak out against this tyranny. And we're not going to be able to do anything about it. And we're going to have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, our children are fighting the fight right now that we do not have the courage to, to take up. And so I put my kids down to bed every single night. I kiss them. I can go look in the mirror and say, I'm doing everything I can to try to preserve individual freedom and liberty for my children and future generations. Derek, your financial battles as far as legal fees, a lot of people are, I'm going to be devil's advocate for a second. I can't stand up because I, I'm on a fixed income. I can't endure a $5,000 fee. You know, that that's that's what it. You know people are looking at. How did you how did you overcome that? How did you make it through that? Obviously, you, it cost you quite a bit. Tell us about that. Well, God always provides, man. It's not easy. It's never going to be easy. It's never going to be fun to go through that by any means, but God always provides. I mean, they made it as, as difficult as possible uh, to fundraise. At one point, so I've been debanked. I can't have a ma any major banking account. I can't get a credit card. I can't get a loan in any of these places. Um, uh, Gifts didn't go, thankfully, because GoFundMe will let us. But Facebook 
Anybody who shared the link to my Give Send Go, Facebook would take it down and put those people in Facebook jail for sharing stuff to promote terrorism. We couldn't even fundraise that way. But once again, God always provides, man. There were, people started showing up and knocking on my door at constituents and events. And man, I just want to thank you for being the first representative I've ever had who you know had a backbone. Yeah, I wanted to give this to you directly. And uh, my community came together before I went to prison. Okay, I didn't know who I was. Like, I don't know what we're gonna do financially. Well, my, I mean, we're struggling and all this. We're right on the verge of bankruptcy. And uh, my community came together. They threw us a parade where we were going to ride in fire trucks with his ranch to go to the party bus. We were escorted by the local sheriff's department through multiple towns to go to this resort area where they had a hog roast and, and a fundraiser. And they raised a couple thousand dollars, which kept my family afloat while I was away. So once again, man, God, God's going to provide for you if you just step out on faith uh, and, and put your trust in him. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I, I love also what you said because uh, there's silver linings to everything. And as the government has become more tyrannical, they have removed the element of the gray man. And now I've never been pro gray man ever, but a lot of people have been. I'll just sit back and, and once it kicks off, you know, I'll join the right side. You can't do that anymore. You're on a list. I, I love that you, re, you, that you said that. I'm going to reiterate it here. You're on a list. So they already know. So stand up before they start or, or before you, you have to sit in front of your children and apologize that you didn't defend their freedom. Uh, Derek, we've run out of time. Go ahead and plug the website real quick and how people can get a hold of you. Yeah, you can go to, over to evansforwv.com. You can uh, donate to our, our campaign if you want to. We've got $100,000. Once again, God provides, man. Uh, you can join our team if you want to do that. And if nothing else, add us to your prayer list. This is spiritual warfare. We need all the prayers we can get. Amen to that. Hey, Derek, we really appreciate your time on Church and State. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Church and State is sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party. I'm Pastor Gabe. A calm does not suit me. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire. The doctor that I recommend for all of your needs is the underground clinic doctor, Dr. Troy Spurl. Because Dr. Troy is the best doctor, bar none. You know, this is the great thing about officialsignups.com is it's in all 50 states. You don't have to be in, in Michigan or Minnesota. You can be in Hawaii, you can be in Florida, and you can find a doctor that you can trust. If you are still wearing a mask, if you have rolled up your sleeve and gotten all the jabs and all the boosters, then official signups is not for you. You want to go find the, one of those big pharma doctors that'll give you all the prescriptions you want and you can live a very sickly life well if you're looking for a, a doctor for yourself or maybe you're a doctor for your family or a doctor who's not going to push vaccines on you you want to go to officialsynapse.com you for sure need to mention church and state when you go to officialsynapse.com to take part in all the savings all the great deals for you and your family with the rise of the BRICS nations uh you've got a lot of nations that are gathering together and they're all doing a gold-backed currency the United States is not, and uh, the petrodollar is starting to fail. And my suggestion to all of you would be to get behind gold and silver because that is the currency that is always going to have value. I might not be a gold or silver guru, but I want to have something tangible in my hands at the end of the day. So I would definitely recommend every one of you go to BH dash pm.com all you got to do is look around and see that the price of of everything is increasing gold and silver is on the rise it's being artificially suppressed you want to schedule a consultation right now so that your families don't end up in the bread line and you're saying please sir can i have some more stop waiting what are you waiting for four years from now prices are going to be absolutely astronomical go to bh dash pm.com get a consultation now you definitely want to mention church and state. It will get you the best prices 
It will get you the best consultation advice. Use Church and State when you go to bh-pm.com. MyPillow.com has got more than just pillows. You've got your slippers, your bathrobes. You have towels that actually dry you off, not the kind you buy at Walmart where it's just kind of a slick mess. Uh, they have got some of the best products out there. The sheets are absolutely incredible. I think it's a thousand count. It's, it's the best products you can buy. And the pillows even have silencer technology in it. And so if, if you need a day where you're just going to scream into your pillow, don't worry, your neighbors won't hear you. Why would you want to go to Bed Bath & Beyond? First of all, they're out of business. You want to go support an American-made product, go to MyPillow.com. And then you're also supporting one of the nation's most, I would say, Jesus-filled in a company that is completely, completely built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you're getting a two-for-one there. You know you've wanted good night's sleep for years. You're you're, you're tossing, you're turning. Just go now. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Church and State. C-H-U-R-C-H-A-N-D-S-T-A-T-E. That's church and state. You do not want to eat synthetic meat. If you if you can grow a meat in a lab, if, if you want to go ahead and have Soylent Green on the table, feel free to eat this garbage that Target's trying to throw out. But if you want actual meat that's been freeze-dried, it's been then processed by actual human beings, go to griddownchowdown.com. Look, the World Economic Forum has declared a war on red meat. They hate the cows. They hate the cow farts. There is supply chain issues. And uh, for me, you can pry my steak from my cold, dead hands. If you want a meat that's going to last freeze-dried 10 years or more, this is the product you want. I want all of you to go to griddownchowdown.com. Use the promo code Church and State. These are fantastic freeze-dried raw beef. The blood is still in it. You just rehydrate it and add it to your favorite meal and you are ready to go. And remember, the Holy Word of God tells us, for one person has faith to eat all things, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. That's Romans 14, 2. This was sacred to God. Now This is exactly why I need some action for my people. Everybody, it's an honor to be with you.